Hello, and welcome to Game Brain, a board game podcast about our gaming group. I'm your host, Ben Mandelker, and we are on an extra turn. I am here with the one, the only, the inimitable Paul Satach at the Game Breaker. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, uh, we are recording remotely. So, remote. like, so we are uh, we are out of sync. Ben is on the East Coast. I am on the West Coast, and neither of us are in our po- coffee pocket. No, so so this is gonna be uh, we're we're gonna see how we we, we perform here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try our best. I think it should be okay. Um, the one thing we do have to be concerned about are that my parents might walk in at any moment to print something. So okay. that's always something to look forward to. That's right. Like that that that's the that's the uh, if you listen through the whole thing, see if uh, Ben's parents come in and go, you know, do the have you you know is it printing okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, usually what happens is that the printer just starts because I'm actually sitting sitting adjacent to a printer right now. So if you suddenly hear like a and then you hear like a knock on the door and then you hear a shuffling. And then if you can just sense my dad putting a finger over his mouth, like because that's what my dad does. If I tell him to be quiet, he walks in with the finger over his mouth, making the shh noise as if that negates him making noise like, oh, by me going shh it means that I'm actually silent and no microphone can pick me up. So uh, just keep your ears out for that. And in the distant background, it, there'll be like someone going like, ask him if he wants anything to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that probably will happen. Although my parents have become pretty well uh, trained at, at like when I go into the room to podcast, they become pretty good about not interrupting, but you never know. You never know. You never know. You never, you never know. know. But yeah. So if our audio sounds a little janky this week, because we're on opposite ends of the country um, this week, so it's not a it's not a full normal episode. You know, one thing that I have a slight reputation for is that when I host the show, we never get to the game sommelier because what? for whatever reason, I know there's always a lot of talking. What? And I don't know. Is it me? Do I inspire people to want to share their souls? I don't know what's going on, but we never get to the game sommelier. Well, and I know, that, I know that keeps you up at night, Paul, right? It, it does. I go like, oh, you know what? We miss Game Sommelier. And is it Ben's fault or is it my fault? And, it's, <laughs> you know, it, 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 I don't know. Like, it's always like, uh, how many licks does it get to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Do, people, do we people eat Tootsie Pop nowadays? Is that a thing? They do. They do. They do. I don't personally, but but they do. I um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I've never been like a lollipop sucking candy that i've never been of that genre of candy sort of person you know like a gobstopper like those old-timey candy shops that are spelled shopapa you know that you find in like a <laughs> an amusement park like i'm not i'm i give me a snickers bar you know give me like something chocolate based you know oh okay very good very good i didn't i i i, I too am not no no i think i'm a I'm an all I'm a candy agnostic person. I, I th- or agnostic might be the might that be the right word. Wow. Uh, it's but like I, I'm I, I give everything except for black licorice. I'm not a black licorice person. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big licorice person in terms of candy. But um, anyway, the point is this: this is what we sound like when we're out of our coffee pocket, just casual <laughs> musings about candy. I um, mean, also by the way, Paul, you know what's happening after this? I am here on the East Coast, so after we're done podcasting, I'm going directly. To Carvel. Carvel, 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 yep, yep. Uh-oh. Carvel, the unofficial ice cream of the podcast, as declared by me right now at this moment. <laughs> even though only you and I are the only ones who seem to partake. 
<laughs> the unofficial, um, sp- the unofficial sponsor of Game Brain. <laughs> the, the podcast first sponsor. They didn't even realize it, but they're not paying anything. Yeah, brought um, to you by Cookie Puss. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I'm bringing any of this up is because we never get the game sommelier, and um, we decided why not do an episode where we just we answer questions. Yeah, you know, no, 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 just keep it simple. Uh, a lot, a lot of our crew is traveling around this week, so it's really hard to get figure out a game to review. And it's like, wait a second, we have people asking questions all the time, and I, for one, I'm always having to bump that segment. So let's have like, let's just like dive into a big game sommelier episode. Um, but before we do that, we did we have played some games this week. Um, Paul, what have you? played i mean i basically played only with you actually so i know exactly what <laughs> so, you played so curious play what have what have you played uh, so uh on sunday uh candace you myself and jordan jason 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 jason, jason. uh we played 1848 uh yep. which uh we i we're planning to review next week right that will be our review for next week yeah that, that, mm-hmm. it's part two of our australian trilogy uh <laughs> <laughs> we're still looking for part three i think candace is pushing for australia so that will probably be our third in our australian trilogy uh and so and that was a let's see we started at what one o'clock we ended at one nine with nine, a dinner so, with a with a i'm sorry with a lunch break yeah yeah it, and there was some teaching yeah and but it was uh it's always so good i'm not gonna lie yeah. like I, I don't know if uh you know it's nostalgia for me, but like, you know, for whatever reason that like almost every 18 XX, there's something that makes me go like, Oh, this is just so heavy. Like, you know, like you, it's like working <laughs> out where you go like, Oh, okay. I feel better doing it. But like, you know, but during it, I'm like, Oh, this is just, it's like, it's like <laughs> sprinting, you know, wind sprints or something. And I'm like, ah, but there's something about 1848 that I go, Oh, this is just so relaxing. And if I get, you know, if my stock gets like bought and sold as it always does, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or like, you know, someone makes it to the shelf uh, and, you know, it, it, it just, it just says feel good, feel goods. It's a feel good, good 1840. It's a feel good. Um, Paul emotionally manipulated me during the game. I'd like to point oh. out there was, it was uh, the table really, but, but I felt especially manipulated. Yes, uh, I don't normally go. I'm going to say it was a fairly advanced nibble. Yeah, it, it, it was. It I was, was really impressed when you revealed that was part <laughs> of a master plan. I really thought it was. I was actually so happy. I thought that you were losing your. Shit. Oh, sorry, game brain. I thought you were losing <laughs> your mind. And <laughs> sometimes I remember I'm not on Watch for Crap I'm on game brain. I thought you yeah. were losing your mind and I was so delighted i was like paul always talks about how the best part of a game night is when someone loses their mind because that means they were like emotionally invested and i was like it's happening to paul at long last it's happening to paul <laughs> well like, i i also say like you know i don't care if it's me who loses their mind you know it, it doesn't matter who loses their mind but when someone loses their mind it always is it, it's always hilarious to me because like it's just cardboard and wood people maybe a little plastic it's it, you know like so I, I love it when people invest in that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was I felt like it was a necessary ploy because Jason was like just slaughtering me. Like, you yeah, know, like the, was. The, the, I was going, you know, like uh, Jason uh, is newer to 1848. Like, I think it was his like third second game, game of it. Second, second game of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I think 
at Candace, you and myself, I think we were very generous with him. Yeah, uh, we gave him a lot of we, we gave him a lot of like, you should probably do this or that. But then but that being said, he was for sure thinking for himself and he oh, made moves despite what we were saying. Yeah, uh, wise move. Exactly. And so, like, you know, we got him to like between the four of us, he got to a place where he was in clearly in the lead. And like, yeah. you know, and, and there were just various things that he could do to to just win or like or be very close to very close to winning. Like, you know, and and there was a moment where he just decided to go, oh, well, if I just go this way, I can just stab Paul in the throat and come back and be low Im- impact to me. And I go, why would you do that? And he's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And like he did like three times. No, 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 no. Okay, now you're being dramatic. He didn't. Those things that he did were not. At least two of them were not directed towards you, right? Like at at one point. And by the way, and I think to his credit, when I said that, like he didn't listen to our advice. I mean, I say that meaning that for the better. And I think this is actually the second time this has happened, Mm -hmm. where Paul and I have started to mansplain. In this case, we mansplained to another man. Yeah, <laughs> but right, like right. But there still, was in, in the first game, we were telling Stacy, we're like, oh, you know what? You just gotta do this. You gotta cut your loss. You get do this. And she was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. And she was 100 percent right. And in this case, Jason, 100 like, percent right, 100 percent right. And it's like it's amazing how this game can just bring out this like awful mansplaining side of me. But yeah. you know, such is life. But but anyway, so like there was a point where I go, oh, I need to snivel to protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you sniffled hard. It was it, 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 it came in a solid third out of yeah. four. <laughs> well, wait, okay. So basically what Paul did was he was like, Oh man, you are just you're just screwing me. I've given you all this up and you're just screwing me. Fine, fine. And so we had like a tantrum, which yeah. I thought was a real tantrum. Apparently, it was all this play. The reason why he was having this tantrum is because um he had a plan B. He had a plan B that he could do. And if Someone thwarted this plan B by putting one tile down instead of another. He was, you were really going to be screwed. The real tantrum. <laughs> yeah. And so then it was up to, then it was my turn. And I was like, I could do something with that tile. But I was like, Paul is already, he's already like so crestfallen and upset. And I feel like I've done such a good job of like pulling him into 18XX. I don't want to be this, the moment where Paul says, I'm done with 18XX. So I was like, I'll be nice. And then, he did the tile the way he wanted it, got his escape plan. And it turns out this entire ruse of being frustrated and annoyed. It was a ruse. It was all a ruse. And I was manipulated. Uh, let me ask you, Ben, who won that game? I did. I won the game. Uh, so, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I uh, but I, it could have been. <laughs> I, I like to be able, I, w- I would like to win it without being emotionally manipulated in the process. Sure, Although sure, I guess sure. one could make an argument that everyone is emotionally manipulated during gaming at all times. Yeah, at all times. Like, it, 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 I, I will say, even in my, you know, in my paradigm, it felt a little like like dirty pool. You know, it, it, it felt it felt like you know, it, but I, I was so not going to 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 place <laughs> that I was like, like, give me this, please. <laughs> I don't I don't know what dirty pool is, but I can just make some inferences based on just the connection of dirty and pool. But uh, <laughs> it probably was dirty. I, it, it, I think, Paul, in your case, it usually is dirty pool. 
And so <laughs> usually, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> without knowing truly the definition of it. Yeah. But um, it was really, it actually was a super fun game, and uh, it was close. I mean, I I eked out a victory by five hundred dollars, which in a game in an eighteen XX game is, oh, you know, these margins. It's, it, it, that was crazy. No, it was that, very that was, exciting. It, it, was, it was great. It was great. It was great use of eight hours. It was. It really. Uh, it really has been. Uh, we also on Tuesday uh, we played Dice Realms with Matt and uh, Mike, um, which was. I felt like that was a fun like trifle. It was. Yeah. yeah. You no. Know, it's like not. I had. I had a nice time with it. It's not a game that I would necessarily purchase because it's not my my vibe in terms of in terms of that. But it was a, a very fun little kind of. It's a fun little. No, I think I think it's great like, for for what it is like you know for it's, yeah. you know it's uh you know rolling it's it's the the, the 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 crux of the game is basically you have uh dice and you can upgrade the faces of the dice and so like you know yeah. your your actions improve as you know as the game goes on and so it's it's a little bit deck builder but it's yeah. a dice build it's an interesting take on a dice builder yeah it was uh, neat and and if if you if you like that type of game, which I do, uh, mm-hmm. then it's it's a well it'll be a it'll be well received. It might not be like oh I play this every day, but like there's supposed to be so many combinations and upgrading uh, faces that like the game should be changing every single time. You'll you'll never have a uh, a a, a samey game if if you yeah. want to. Yeah, I mean it was cool like the because it's it's like die crafting dice crafting yeah that's and, very good and word. like yeah and you know like you can pop the sides off the dice and put new ones on and you upgrade your sides and the more you roll you can do things and you know there it's always fun to roll dice it really mm-hmm. is it's fun you roll you see what you get and you can upgrade your dice that's really cool and there are all those like infinite combinations which is crazy and always neat um it's just you know for me i just uh it falls into the sagrada category for me which is like very fun <laughs> but like it's the sort of game that's like very fun, but then it like kicks the main event to the side. And in fact, that's what it was. Cause you know, I was hoping to play Carne- Carnegie that night and then we were going to play Carnegie afterwards, but I was exhausted. And it was one of the rare mm. times where I said, guys, can we do something lighter? And so we wound up playing Taverns of Tiefenthal, which is always super. F- that's, that's, it's that's, a, that's, a, that's just fun. Yeah. That's, that's a fun forward game. As, mm-hmm. as we said a few weeks ago, that was super fun. It was a really nice, it was a nice night of playing mm-hmm. just it, chill chill lighter games more just like mm-hmm. getting into the game of it than than the intensity of it had like, a really nice time me too like my favorite when i'm playing with mike m- one of my favorite mike type moments is when he goes like i think you cheated paul i don't know how <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it, one of those things where we we're playing russian railroads one day and it, it, it was like we it was on you know like there's the i'm being funny and blatant accusation, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, go, I just know how you did it, you know, and, 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 mm-hmm. and he just and he just towed that line so perfectly where I wasn't offended, but like you know, because because I didn't cheat, but like you know, but at the same <laughs> time, uh, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like he was, it, it was like you know, just so you know, I don't entirely believe that your uh, your score is as valid as. I- my paradigm will allow it was, it was great but so now a running uh a running joke between mike and myself is like when i win in a way that like you know i don't want to say is excessive but like in a way he doesn't understand he uh he goes up oh, well there you go again paul you cheating away and yep. i'm 
and so yeah so uh i, I think i think in, in both games uh i, I won and the, the, no, there, was just, there was that side yeah. eye that i got the but didn't i win because i actually think i actually did cheat though in dice oh, rolls oh did, oh did you win oh you won by yeah, i did i did well because i actually cheated and i will say with that game it can be really easy to cheat unintentionally. There's like, I think the excitement of crafting these discs, sometimes you forget like there's, if you change your, 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 your die side from like a pink to a green or something like that, you've got to pay an extra thingy thingy. And then it can be really easy to forget that and the excitement of being able to upgrade. And there's like it, the rules are extremely simple. It's so easy. And yet somehow it's really also easy to overlook some of the little, uh, things. things that are there they're not hinky they're not even hinky rules it's just like simple costs like oh if you do this that just costs an extra food or something and it's really easy to overlook that and i i full-on cheated and i think that like set up my engine um but i will say this about dice realms too by the way because I, I don't want to sound like i'm just like brushing it off like oh it's a trifle um it's really fun and i think it would be great for like you know we always joke about beer and pretzels but that would be a, a game that you like get some beers for your libation of choice and you and pretzels just, like i feel like dice, i feel like if i were drunk dice realms would be like the most amazing thing of all time <laughs> like it would be so fun i'm like yes but and there, by the way and there were a lot of those moments of rolling and then like yes you know mm-hmm. um, know. it's just it's just not one i would purchase because um just not totally in the line with me but sure. like that, no. you know, no. but fun game. Yep. Um, and then we are also still um, slogging our way through 18 Ireland, the well, same game I, for the. I think you, Candace and uh, James, James are, are slogging away. I am. I am 100 percent checked out and, <laughs> and not, 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 not because of any, you know, like any malice, but like I have so little money. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> so bad. Like, you know, there's like. You have you have like ships in the ocean, and they and imagine like an anchor, like you know going to the bottom of the sea floor. Now imagine that anchor is in the mantle of the earth. That's where I am right now. I am the mantle <laughs> of the earth and uh, anchor right now. So I, like, you are in not a great position. I think Candace is in a worse position. To be honest, I think Candace runs the risk of actually going uh, bankrupt in this game. I think that she might be eliminated. She is stuck with a company and James is pushing the train rush right now. It is about to be brutal. So this is what, this is the funny part of the game. When we, whenever we play with James, we always get this dynamic. I feel like James and I always start going at it like a metagame part. And Paul usually gets in the mix right now uh, during this part of the game. But basically I am in the lead by like $300 and James is painting me to be the right now to be the one, the, the dominant leader who must be stopped at all costs. But the truth is, all of my trains are about to rust and I ha- and he dumped a company on me and he's about to have three companies with mega mega permanent trains. trains. He is about to just destroy all of us. And I'm do I, I sat I spent an hour and a half last night on my computer trying to figure out a way to save myself. My game is about to go under. I'm about to my value is about to drop all the way down to yours and Candace's right now. So this is it's gonna be a blood a bloodbath very shortly. Yeah, well, you know, I wish I could have. <laughs> you, you hear the sympathy in my voice, right? Like you're like, uh, but uh, as the person who put me in this position, then uh, you know, How did like, I put you in the position. I can't remember. It's been uh, like a month since we've been playing this game. Yeah, like you, uh, like you, you, you hostile takeover one of my companies, 
But oh, but, but yeah, but that happened. I've been hostile take, taken over. But but at a time where I couldn't get enough money to open another company and I didn't really have enough money to invest in anything. So there was no real uh, had real no real way of getting income except for the my investments, at which point everyone decided to withhold. So it so like so basically I just I just had no like rounds and rounds of no money and no way of getting money. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I'm going like, oh, yeah, I, yeah that, I am remembering this now. You have been pretty brutalized by this game. It's, it's... And, and, and like, I guess at, on another 18xx, <laughs> at, like this is this is not to bore everyone. But I apologize. But like, you know, there are times when, you know, like a sword runs through you and you're dead. But there are other times <laughs> there are other times when you can just, you know, have a, a, a shard <laughs> of glass just go into your eye. And then you fall down the stairs, impaled. On a, that's just what happened here. Like, you know, Ben did yeah. something like in almost any other time is recoverable. But for whatever reason, maybe because it's Ireland. I don't know. But whatever <laughs> the case, I, 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 I slowly watched myself fall down from even not that high of a, a, a you know, of, of, of a staircase. Like, and I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I've been yeah. so, I, you know what? I've been impaled on a fence. And rather than just being dead instantly, I've just slowly watched the blood leak my leak out of my body. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I think that it probably wouldn't be as painful if we had just done this whole game in two weeks. But unfortunately, my parents were in town. I got sucked into Elden Ring, so uh, like it's the game has taken the the game has taken way longer than it should. And James is on vacation now, so I think if it were a tighter game experience, it would probably you would not be quite as demoralized. Um, but that being said, um, I think that there might be some fight left for you, but we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. Uh, like, as I've, as I'm losing three quarters of my blood, Ben is going to me, uh, in true gaslight fashion. Go like, oh, it was not that bad. I'm, I, it, it, I mean, it could be worse. It's not that bad. Just, you know, <laughs> like, come on, buck up, you know, like just get some backbone you can deal with it uh, that's right like you know it, it, it's your choice paul you, you're choosing to be this way <laughs> you're choosing to feel this way you're choosing to to live a pessimistic ancient ireland life but you that's can right, be that's right seizing the day you can be like tom cruise and nicole kidman in far and away and you could be creating a whole new destiny for yourself with enya playing in the background well, I, I do love me some enya so there you go you, you've inspired your me. book of days yes yeah. right, it's my book of days <laughs> Um, all right, let's get uh, let's move on to our much hyped game Somalia moment, which is, I believe, for the first time ever, I'm playing this. Sometimes a player just got to know which game should stay, which game should go, which to play with Mama, Madame, Abu. You got to tell me, Monsieur, just what to do. Want to make an impression, but I can't get far. Was my 50th player of Agricola. A million games. Show me the way to the master, the game Somalia. Oh, all right. It's a lot, you know, this is a lot longer than I remembered it. Uh, I, I, I was wondering if you played it at like 0.75 speed. <laughs> I was like, you know, the funny thing is I was actually going to make a little jingle and I totally forgot to do it. So I apologize to myself because I was the one who was waiting for it. So, um, uh, OK, let's get into the let's get into these questions. So we have a bunch and it's really cool. Um Let's start with I'm on the wrong tab. I got to go to the right tab here. Okay. Let's start with this one from uh, Christopher McKeon. 
who says my 70 year old mother-in-law offered to run game night at her community. What would you suggest for her? Paul, what do you think? What, where, where are your suggestions at for so, so mother-in-law? Like, so I, I was, I was reading this and I was, there are a lot of factors to consider. First of all, yes. Do you like your mother-in-law? Do you want to sabotage <laughs> her? You know, or do you love your mother? Do you want to elevate her? You know, what is uh, what is the makeup of her group in her? I, I for whatever reason, I just read community center. Uh, but like, I, you know, maybe I, that's what I thought too. But I actually realized it does not necessarily mean that. Yes. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to assume, you know, making some bold assumptions that you are at least neutral or in favor of your uh, of your mother in law. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, she and her friends have never played 18xx. Yeah, just, 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 so, so like with those assumptions, then the, the the task would be in my mind to find something that uh, like like there's a range of games that they can play, and so things that I would get would be uh, like I I say Scrabble. I know, I know it's not necessarily in genre with what we tend to, but like, just to answer your question, you always have Scrabble because like someone, you know, will play it. Uh, uh, Catan, uh, yep. Wavelength. Yep, uh, I was going to say Wavelength. Uh, mm-hmm. Teach You. Uh, yep. Like, depending on people's dexterity, Telestrations, uh, which is like, you know, like, uh, you know, like kind of like Pictionary Plus. Yeah. Uh, Ticket to Ride and Wingspan. Wingspan probably being the heaviest of those. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that would be like an intro pack, right? Like to see where people lie and what they want to do. Uh, and I think like all these tend to be fun for like, you know, I find that when I deal with my mother-in-law, like she's playing like Euchre and like, you know, like mm-hmm. Spades and stuff like that. Uh, what I recommend, and I know this is this is silly, but you know, if you if you do play games that require like large decks of cards, invest in like a plastic card shuffler where you just crank the card shuffle, crank mm. the card that they shuffle, because it's totally fun. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 and I always wonder about those things. Yeah, there's They're an amusement there's an amusement aspect to it. Like I like I my my mother in law has one at her place, and when I go like. There are times we're having dinner and then I'm, you know, like they're talking about things that I don't really care about, like, you know, like food, like, you know, what, <laughs> how many how many carrots to put in something. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I go sitting like on, on the couch and then I, I get a, a pack of cards and I just start shuffling for the next 20 minutes. Just shuffle. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, pre- it's pretty hilarious. So. <laughs> <laughs> to, for me, to me, like, like I'm about to I'm, say, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the scene, and you have all these, you have you have people on the, at the table, like you know, talking about recipes, or if they need to like add it, you know, like what kind of wallpaper we need to blah blah blah. And then there's me in the corner, like some, like some misfit kid, just like <laughs> just <laughs> press the pulling that crank and. <sighs> Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, if you get one with the turn, is better. The manual turn, as opposed to they they have automated ones too, and that's fun to watch. But the actual turning yeah. of it is, is anyway. I've, I've gone, tactile I've, sensations are important in life. I will, uh, uh, you know, it's like plucking, it's like plucking ear hairs or something. Yeah, you know, that's right? Like, I, I, whoop, yeah, whoop. The, the, yes, plucking ear hairs of life. That, that that's, that's yeah. Just... It's nice. Oh, well, uh, I was going to suggest. Uh, well, you know, my questions were, you know, we're just sort of assuming 
that the game night for the community are it's people I, i'm not aware i don't know what everyone's experience level is and so i don't want to be someone who's like oh i'm young and people who are old don't know how to play games mm-hmm. but uh but I, the truth is i really don't know you know ha- what people's levels are and so i just went off the experience i've had with you know playing games with either my parents or dom's parents mm-hmm. and sure. uh the ones where i've had the most success um six nymphs oh is, yeah absolutely it is it, and that what's good about six nymphs is that you can go up to like many players on that like it gets totally chaotic but you can you can accommodate a large group i don't know if it goes up to 10 <laughs> maybe seven i don't know but it's, it goes up to like a large number of players and it's always super fun and it doesn't require that much skill it's more sort of about sensing things and uh i mean everyone i think everyone should have a copy of six nymphs i think it's just a game that everyone has every time i play it everyone loves it so six nymphs um I had a lot of fun with my parents once playing a fake artist goes to New York, which is sort of in line with your telestrations mm-hmm. uh, suggestion. And like that game, everyone is uh, there's like a communal pad and everyone's drawing. Everyone's making a communal drawing and everyone knows what that drawing is, except for one person. And so everyone has to figure out who of the people doesn't know oh. what the drawing is. And so it's like really funny because um it just it's just as funny because everyone's basically bashing on everyone else's drawing skills because it's like why did you draw that line there and it could be someone who knows what the drawing is they're just a bad artist and they get <laughs> reamed okay. for it it's really funny and people crack up on that um you mentioned wavelength so i won't mm-hmm. mention again but that's always great anyway um the other one i was going to recommend was just one oh which yeah yep, absolutely absolutely plays for a good crowd it's fun it's funny it's great and i think that's like the, i think people of all ages and all experience types will enjoy that one right yeah I, I guess uh another one that uh like i've had success with is wits and wagers oh yeah uh, yep. so like uh so that that might be all these are fun forward like you know uh i i don't know if the community center uh once like you know like the Tell uh, telestrations and like with the wagers and the artist thing that you mentioned, which we apparently need to play because that sounds hilarious, Ben. Oh, it's so funny! It's so uh, good. Uh, but, oh, the, by the way, with the fake artist goes to New York, you do need to have a minimum of five players. Okay. Uh, it goes five I, to ten. I feel like those are fun forward and that is high talking meta interaction. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you know, like if you're in the mood for like like a game game like Scrabble or Catan or Ticket to Ride. I think that is also you, you have to decide what what the, the vibe of the community is. Yeah. And if and if these games are all like, um, you know, if, if, if the players are ready for things that are a little more strategically deeper or have a little bit more rules overhead, then then you can explore from there. And then I think next steps would be something like a Concordia, you know, mm-hmm. which has really simple rules, but really lots of depth. So, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear how that works out, by the way, also, you know, yeah. love to hear about that community. Also, by the way, I've never played Mahjong, but I know it is like a thing. And I think it, like maybe, maybe Mahjong. Yeah. My, uh, my mother-in-law plays a lot of Mahjong. Yeah. You know, and, and, and she plays for money. So and sometimes she'll come back and she'll, she'd have lost like <laughs> 75 cents. And like, you know, mm-hmm. she has that crestfallen face and you know, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've done really bad this, this, uh, you know, this uh this session i I, you know i don't know if i can keep up this habit (laughs) (laughs) well yeah hopefully she doesn't get too much in the hole 
Okay, so uh, now this is from Bishop Corrigan, who says, uh, and I think this is from our Discord, so shout out to the Game Brain Discord. He said, I would also like to know, um, the, he, he wants to know something. He says, the real question is, what are some games that are really good for newish players who really like player interaction mechanics? My partner and I have been playing a lot of Arboretum, and they like the direct connection between what we do and what the other person can do. Uh, same with Seven Wonders Duel, the back and forth of keeping the other players bored in mind and trying to control what choices they have available and things like that is what seems to click for them regarding board games in general. So, Paul, what do you think are some good, um, uh, really highly interactive games that especially can be played at two? Uh uh, is this a, a two thing or actually is it's it... not actually no it's not it doesn't have to be played it's just two yeah but, you know so and, and the thing that i added I, that in i don't know why i was yeah. i went crazy i'm out of the coffee pocket i'm adding i'm adding on to people's questions yeah you're making assumptions buddy you're making assumptions i am yeah i apologize <laughs> uh the thing that i focused on was newish so like you know so i i feel like things that would be accessible and the two games that i i, I came up with were fresh fish uh, and innovation. Uh, Fresh Fish uh, has the, and we, we talked about it a lot on this game, uh, this podcast, but like there's a negative space element to it where you're seeing where the road will eventually have to lay. And so you wind up uh, creating positions where the person is, it's, it's almost, you know, like Jennifer will say that it's an abstract. I'll say it's abstract adjacent. But mm. in doing so, like, you know, you create these little moments where uh, the person, if I put a tile here, this person must put it here. Otherwise, the uh, the cascade of the road is going to come in and destroy their their routes. And uh, and and then there's a bidding aspect. I need to bid this much to get it or worse. If I bid zero and everyone bids zero, this person is stuck with this now. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- there are a lot of things where like, the rules are very simple. Uh, it doesn't mean they're easy in the sense that like the ramifications of them can be quite extreme. Uh, and, and watching that cascade, uh, tr- having people try to deal with everyone's like, you know, if they're, everyone's playing well, it, it feels very uh, interactive. I don't want to say cutthroat because like, you know, like you, there is a, a tile draw. So like how, how cutthroat can you be if, like, if you're dealing with that bit of randomness? But at the same time, it's uh, it's super fun. Yeah, it's every, everything that you do is going to directly impact what the next what your opponents can be able to do next. So like you, it's not like you just put things down and then it just you're, it's like a static board state. Like everything is intertwined in a very you know fascinating way. And uh, innovation, like I just remember when we first played innovation, it was just so cool because. You know, there's that sliding or, or, or splaying this and like, you know, yeah. all, all that stuff. And not I, I feel like there is each card has some power and that power may be everyone draw this or it may be uh, pick a person and, and more tacky. But it's not all that way. Oh, just just a touch of tacky. Just a touch. You know, like, you know, for everyone. So like so, but like if you just look at it, you're just you're just laying these like maybe you're making a tableau of cards, and you wouldn't think that it'd be so interactive with this tableau, but for whatever reason, like you know, it just winds up being uh, really really 
crunchy like because more than more than oftentimes you want three moves and you're going to get two you know like you know i if i had three moves i'd win right now but you're only gonna get two but i i i've only played it once and i um i had a really bad time playing it (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know this is this this could have been a bad thing i know this game is is really you know well liked Mm-hmm. And so I'm willing to revisit it. I'm I'm gonna be open to revisiting it. I do specifically remember I was starving and I wanted to play a different game. Oh, there's nothing and worse. So than I think I was in yeah, hangry and not playing the game I wanted to play. So I think I was in my feelings and not open to it. But I also felt like I was being attacked every single turn. And I just I felt like I had no agency because everything I did, someone would come and just like do something terrible to me. And I was in a foul mood. So um, it was, I have like very negative associations <laughs> with this game, but I think based on, I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I trust your taste and, um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll revisit it and maybe yeah. I'll have a whole different innovation experience. No, uh, it, you know, it plays teams like when you play four, I believe, if I remember correctly. And it, uh, you can play cutthroat, which is three, like, you know, or I think you can even play two. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's all, uh, it, it's worth Innovative. the investment. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's not a big uh, what you call it. It's not a big monetary ask, and it's mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are tons of reviews of it. So I'm sure you could just yeah, yeah. Go it. check it out to see if it'll be for you. But um, that that but it is very interactive. So I think that's mm-hmm. a good choice. Um, mine. Um, so uh, I had just mentioned Concordia. I think Concordia is also a good example here. There's um, you know, like you everything. Everything you do, I'll be you watching are, you. I'll be watching you. <laughs> you will be. I mean, you know, like this is sort of one of those places where it's like, um, I don't know, is it like negative space in terms of it's more about what you don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, every, anytime you're, you're doing an action, you're not doing something else and and you're leaving those opportunities open for someone else to to take advantage of. And I feel like that comes through really strongly in Concordia. Also, Crisis, which we reviewed a few weeks ago, there's definitely oh, yeah. a sense that like if I don't do this, someone else is going to take it, and you're just like really paying attention to what other people need. So I feel like those are are some good examples. Um, I for on more of like the lighter end or more for newish players, there's a game called Gunky Mono that I have that I haven't played in forever. Have you ever played that? No, but n- now we must. <laughs> <laughs> Gun Kimono. And it's basically it's this it's like it's a tile laying game and like it's it's essentially an abstract also. Although I don't know why we you know it's funny, but why do we always do that? Guys, it's essentially an abstract. <laughs> like like it's like it would be terrible if we went through the review without pointing out that it has abstract qualities. Um, but uh but it is essentially an abstract. And uh <laughs> and um it's like tile laying, and as you lay tiles, you're creating sort of these colored districts like a yellow mm-hmm. area or a red area or whatever and the size of those districts will give you points and then um uh yada 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 the point is you know i make a district you come and you destroy my district and you build your own district and we're also doing a side race it's a 45 minute game with a lot of interaction and uh, it's very fun it's very very fun Cool, and cool. as I started to talk about it, I realized another game that would be that's so good when you talk about interaction. I didn't think of this ahead of time until just now, and I haven't played it in a few years, so I'm a little rusty on it. But it's a game called Voluspa, which is this uh, Viking themed, again, also another kind of abstracty game where you are 
pulling tiles and the tiles have different kind of um not viking theme but nordic like loki tiles and thor mm-hmm. tiles sure. and sure, things sure, like sure, that sure. and they all have their own different powers and i since i'm thinking of it just right now off the top of my head i can't remember specifically how it plays but it is very much a game where i put something down and then it's like a chessy kind of game which oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah like is it like if i remember correctly is is it like santorini uh maybe although santorini is a great one yeah also, exactly yeah by like, the way yeah I, I think santorini it's not like it's not like santorini in terms of like there's no three-dimensional space okay but it's more like i put down is it like like, like a hexa- some... hexagonal uh, is it hexagonal? i can't describe it it's just like these these tiles with these faces on it and like the look when you put the loki tile on or something like that certain tiles you get mm-hmm. to move other tiles around and other tiles you mm-hmm. score if you have a wolf on this side and wolf on that side or some tiles it's like if you're adjacent to these tiles you get points so whatever whatever tile you're putting down is gonna have a different scoring thing that's gonna get you and so at, anytime people put down tiles they're creating opportunities for you to use your tiles in a different way interesting cool cool um, and then I think the last one, Twilight Struggle. I mean, that's like, that's more of the that's a that's a bigger, heavier game. But that's totally all about what you do and what I do. I mean, that's just yeah, that's the, like the, it's just baked in. Yeah, the, I I feel like that that is a an investment. Like you know, it's one of those games where it's it's goodness is is undeniable. Uh, but to play it well you have to know all the cards of three different stacks of cards but who but who has to play it well that's the thing you don't have to play it well by the way i just want to i want to put this out there in fact if if you're talking about newish players it's the best game to probably go into because none of neither of you have a meta and you can explore the game together and you can you can fall into the pitfalls you can fall into the traps you can still have a very fun time and you can sharpen your skills together and then before you know it you'll be good at it yes and <laughs> yes yeah you, dissenting you, opinion that's right yes or you can have like you know a terrible uh opinion of it because like you aren't accessing what the game is trying to do that's all you know like like it, it, it sometimes like games will in my opinion will have a uh like a a buy-in price you know like i think like mm-hmm. trey for example says the buy-in for 18xx is too high for him which Absolutely, I, I I completely understand that. Like that is, so uh, this uh, what you call it, Twilight Struggle borders that. So you know, uh, I remember when Tom and I first tried to play, and he really wanted to get me into it. You know, you know, but he had he had he had he's been playing for years, and I played it once. And I was like, uh, I'll see there. That's yeah, yeah that's... exactly. I go, I I don't I don't I don't enjoy this uh, experience. But like what you're saying is correct. Like you know, if people are just like stumbling it through together which is how you kind of did 18xx and like and look at you now like you look know like look, look at you now at like three hundred dollars <laughs> ahead and about to lose all your trains all your trains about to go bye-bye you know whatever <laughs> look at me now no longer with a social life just looking at spreadsheets that's wow. right there, there you go anyway uh, no but i think i think twilight, i mean listen i'm not even the biggest twilight, i own twilight struggle i don't play it very often because i find it to be so incredibly stressful but it is undeniably a game where you are constantly responding to what the other person is doing and they're responding to what you're doing. And that's what the entire game is about. And I have to say, believe it or not, despite I'm walking on a rule. Yeah, I'm walking on, <laughs> on sunshine too. But um, 
Or are you doing Greatest American? I, I was doing Greatest American, but like, yeah, but, but you know, but I decided to bring it more to Katrina. Some, you know, what's her face? Katrina in the waves. Yeah. But um, uh, the rule book is annoying. But when you first read it, you're like, oh my God. But it's actually, the rules are really not that, not that hard in that game. So sure. no, it's not bad for newish people. Um, okay. So the next question is when, this is the part where I have to like go to a different tab on my computer. Oh, okay. oh no. Lyndon, Lyndon is one of our, very very active on our facebook group i love this question from him he says what are your litmus test games or designers for example if you're introduced to a gamer who's been in the hobby for a few years so not like a newbie but someone who's like you know played a bunch of games what games slash designers that they say they like suggest to you that they'd be someone you'd enjoy playing with would be a good fit of your game nights conversely which games that they're really big fans of make you less keen to invite them to your gaming group. I'm guessing this is Sagrada for Ben. Ha ha. <laughs> for instance, I like Sagrada. I really, really like Sagrada. Yes, and yes, and no. My issue with Sagrada is only that everyone loves it so much that then when I want to play a bigger game, Sagrada gets in the way. <laughs> it's a disruptive game. So uh, he says. For instance, someone who thought buying Carcassonne Big Box was a good idea is not going to be regularly invited to game with me or some of my friends who not only bought all the Star Realms decks and all the Hero Realms decks, but also thought it's a great game to play for player. So, Paul, what are some litmus test games? And why don't we alternate back and forth? That way it's not like you going through your list and me going through my list. Sure. Like, you know, uh, so for me, like, you know, like this is because I'm so... It, part of the reason you never get to game sommelier is because when I'm on, we just talk so much. Yeah. But like, you know, like for me, like my, my overall, it's like uh, when I'm, I don't want to say sizing up a person, but like when I'm talking to them, I'm looking to see if they are like a 4X person, a Euro person, or like maybe a war game person, like, you know, and, uh, and, and I know there's things blend. So like, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, and from that, like, you know, it comes down to like, you know, like, oh, is that going to work or not? If anyone ever starts talking designers, they're an auto invite for me. Like, you know, because like this person would have like, you know, they're in the subject long enough to know like, oh, this is what I like. And and I, I always want to reward like a, pe- a person who has like an interest with some reward like as if my company is reward that that, 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 that's not right (laughs) but like and so but uh but for me like one one classic thing is Catan right if someone goes "Uh, I I play board games do you like Catan I go like oh this person speaks at a certain level uh and I and that that level is uh implies that they are not at the same uh game frequency as I am so Mm. Catan uh, yeah, so Katan right. would be a neg- would be a negative litmus. Maybe I don't want to say negative, but if, you, uh, if someone indicator. said they loved, it, it, it'd be an indicator. An indicator. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, I mean, I'll start with my more positive ones first, which uh-huh. is that um, if someone says, "Oh my God, I love Arkwright," or by the way, I also want to say that, like, really, for I could have I could have honestly answered 18xx for almost all the questions you're hearing today, and I'm really controlling myself. But in this case, truly, if someone says they like, oh, I love playing 1830 or or even 18xx, I've never played. I just automatically know like, oh, we're gonna we're we're we like that. We we're in the same mix in terms of what we really like. You know, if someone says they like brass, I'm down. Or or if someone says they like Twilight Imperium, 
uh, that I like that because it shows that they are down for like a multi-hour experience. They're not afraid of of, sure. of that. They're not going to say, "Oh, it's too long" or something like that. So, so those are usually signs. I'm like, yes, we have to play. You know, um, I find that like there are very few times where someone says, "Oh, I love this game," and I sort of am like, mm, "I don't know if you'll be a match," because there are games that I love that you guys hate, and you know. If you guys judge me off that, and you probably have, but if you had, if you judge me and been like, let's not play with him because he likes that, then you know, well, you know, it would, it, no, no, it would, no, I, I, no. I, I think that, I think it's really hard to like say, you know, I think it'd be, I think people you miss out on a lot of potential when you're like, I'm not gonna play with that game, that person because they like that game. Well, um, I don't, I don't actually, you know, just to be clear, so I don't sound like a complete jerk. <laughs> Like, no, I know what you were saying when you were uh, saying. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think you were uh, being a jerk when you uh, said it. Uh, but like, th- you know, ultimately, I'm generally an auto yes. You know, yeah. for any anyone, like you know, like I, I'm. I'm probably one of the easiest people. Well, Tom is the easiest person to play with. He'll play anything with anyone. Mm-hmm. Once he'll invite once. you know, uh, and so uh, for these, like you know, you're asking if like you know, uh, it seems like the question is asking like you know, what games would help you categorize what kind of game player this is. Yeah, like and so like for me like you know Catan is is all like it isn't because like like Lumen for example we, we who you know, like he plays Catan and, yeah, and like, I love know, Catan and, and we yeah, played and, it and we and, played it re- and, like a like a few months ago and and I love Catan I I I, I will often I I'll often suggest we play Catan at our board game group the thing is but if someone says oh uh, what board games do you like and they say Catan first it, yeah it, it says something about to me what where no, that's. I agree. I didn't take it as a snobbery. Like I totally uh, got it mm-hmm. because um and and in fact, like I think that's more where I don't think I would ever not play with someone because they like a game, but if they go hard in the paint for a game, uh for certain games, it may make me say like, "Hmm, I wonder if we value the same things." Like for instance, sure. I was thinking Foundations of Rome which just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's a actually a pretty simple game. It was a fun game and it is just like filled with giant plastic pieces. And if someone said, Oh my God, I am obsessed with this game. Like I love this game so much, so much, so much. Like, and if I didn't know them, like if, mm-hmm. if, if one of you guys said it said, I just played this game. It was so fun. I'd be like, cool, because sure. I already know you guys. But if I didn't know anything about them, I might think, Oh, this is a player who is really into the plastic of it all um, more so than the game of it all. Cause I didn't really find that foundations of Rome while fun had like, well, it was very forgettable to me. Like as mm-hmm. soon as it was done, like I forgot about it, you know? And so, so if someone's going hard in the paint for a game, that's like really about production, but the game itself is and what I view is sort of like, Meh, then mm-hmm. that'll be like, mm, maybe we don't totally align with, with our gaming sure. interests. No, you like that's how I feel when someone says like you know, cards against humanity. Mm. You know, like because uh, you know, like I play games like cards against humanity. I like that. That's probably the one that I go like, I it is the most damning for me. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, that one is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because because that one for me talks about like oh what they're looking for an experience. Like, once again, like I have no problem against people who like cards against humanity. It just speaks to an experience that they're looking for. As opposed to uh, experience, I'm looking for, you know, like yeah, where some- yeah, it's not a personality judgment. Yeah, 
uh, as opposed to say like werewolf or a mafia, like, you know, people who I, I, I love playing werewolf, you know, I love playing mafia, you know, and if, if someone says that I go like, okay, have you ever played? Mm-hmm. Avalon. Or yeah. secret Hitler, or, the, or like secret. Or, thank you, secret yeah, Hitler. Like, for you, that, that was for you. Ben. Thank you. I know. I felt. I felt like you were throwing me a bone there. Uh, um, and, and and so that would be that would in fact make me want to play with them more because I would like to introduce them to that. You know, I I played Catan and um, Cards Against Humanity for the first time over the same weekend. I went to a bachelor party in Lake Tahoe, and. Um, one friend brought Catan, one friend brought Cards Against Humanity, and I heard so much about Cards Against Humanity. I'd never heard of Catan. I played Catan, and I was like, it blew my mind. I think I've told this story before, but it blew my mind, and I wanted to play it again. Like I wanted, to, All I wanted to do that weekend was play Catan over and over and over again. And then uh, that night, we, we all played Cards Against Humanity, and we cracked up. We were like crying with laughter. We could not mm-hmm. believe how funny it was. It was just like the funniest thing we'd ever done. And it was just like, I was like, oh my God, this weekend's so fun. And the next day I played Catan again. I was like, oh, this game is great. And then that night we were like, let's do Cards Against Humanity again. And it was like, huh. it was like, it somehow, it was like a one hit wonder. You oh, know, wow. like you do it. It was like you do it once and it was hilarious. And then it kind of just was like, it, there, there it is. There it was. It got, it got knocked down, but it didn't get back up again. It was no, no Chumbawamba. It was no Chumbawamba. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, for me, it's, you know what? It's, you know, here's something that does annoy me, and it's not the other person's fault, mm-hmm. but it's probably, it's just a, it's a, it's a me thing. I really get annoyed when people are like, wait, if you meet someone like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with board games. I love playing board games. Oh my God, I'm all about them. Have you ever played Code Names? And that annoys me because I feel like you're selling one thing and then you're and then you're giving me another. And if there's nothing against Code Names, Code Names is a great game. It's mm-hmm. like a a modern classic, but it's like it's acting as if you know all these games, but you're actually just you're you're like leading with leading with a very widely accessible it's not about accessibility it's a, it's just like you're leading with essentially a party game that like many 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 people have played and you're asking in a way as if like you've you've found this hidden gem that really gets under my skin you know because uh, it's like you're setting me up to be like have you played you know smart no. cloning or something you know yeah, yeah. like yeah, i get it like you know it'd be if someone goes like oh I, I've I've been to this life changing restaurant. It's so good. It's so good. Have you heard of McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's like you don't. It's like I'm not like I think it's great. It's great that they're enthusiastic about mm-hmm. games, that about code names that this could bring them deeper. And I'm all, and I'm always like, oh my god, code names is great. And I do that thing where I'm like, oh you should try to crypto or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I hate when I, that, that sense of like excitement that someone's about to mention one of the games that like a deep, heavy thinky mm-hmm. game. And it gets me excited. Cause I think on a deeper level, I'm always looking for people who want to play those kind of games because mm-hmm. essentially when you're playing board games, unless you're doing it solo, you have to recruit people. And so if someone is like, Oh, this one game, Oh man, it makes my, 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 the, the gears in my brain crunch and go crazy. I'm like, please say Arkwright. Please say Arkwright. It's like, tickets are ride. You're like, no, 
I thought I had another Arkwright player that I could recruit, you know? No, I, I hear you. Like, it, But to be fair, and, 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 and not to make us sound like jerks, like, you know, we definitely yeah, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to gatekeep. I'm really yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to like, like 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 people enter at different places, you know, and they're yeah. and they're just they're just enthusiastic. Exactly. And, and, they, and the next 18 XX uh, champion of the world might have to start with ticket to ride. You know, like, you, you know, it, it's, it's. Yeah. And in fact, how many I'm sure there have been lots of people when I've said, oh, my God, have you played ancient Chesapeake? They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, and it's, it's true and in fact actually a lot of a lot of ways i've been recruiting people to play 18xx as i say mm-hmm. imagine playing ticket to ride and um you really like the way i'm playing ticket to ride so you can invest in me and then as i do better in ticket to ride you get a little kickback that's basically 18xx and people oh, are like oh my god that's not bad that's a, that's a great way of phrasing it uh you know <laughs> It's a good con game. You know, it, 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 it's like, uh, like, like, you know, waiting for Godot, you know, like at the end of waiting for Godot, uh, the play by who, who wrote Godot? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, but like Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand, but the, the, the famous, uh, uh, playwright, uh, Barbara Streisand. Uh, that's right. Uh, like, w- like one of them has a revelation being like, oh, like one of them is the smart unquote smart one. The other one is the dumb one. And so mm-hmm. the smart one is talking to himself like, Oh man, like, like, uh, go, yeah, go sleep. You know, you, you, you're, uh, you, you know, you, you dummy. And then mm-hmm. he goes like, but like someone's looking at me and thinking I'm the dummy, you yeah. know? Like, and so like, like n- never get too smug where you are. Like, you know, yeah. never, th- 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 I think that's like, you're, you're going to like, you know, you're probably going to have, more context as you play games and like as you play games you're going to outgrow uh or one not you you know uh, i'm sorry yeah. uh like uh linden uh but like you know like people are going to be at different phases and like i think what makes our hobby survive is an openness for people who are later down the phase to still be open to the people who are entering the phase in, yeah, in, I think the, that's uh, really sage. That's sage advice. I think that's it's really true. And yeah, and, and you have to remind yourself that like in those moments where I get like annoyed when someone is, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I get my hopes up. And this is, by the way, a Ben issue. It's not a them issue. Yeah, this 100%. is me saying like I got excited that mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, the, I, there might be someone else I might be able to draw into my game circle. And and I still could, by the way. You still, if someone says mm-hmm. they love code names, you still could. But you just realize their entry point might be different. You know exactly. Um, but it's important not to be smug. It's really, really important. And yeah. and I'm I, I and it is important to you know like to bring people in and welcome them in. And part of the fun of gaming is is to open people's eyes as they you know as they learn more and more games. Like, like as much as I use Catan as a, a litmus, like without Catan, I don't know if I'm into the hobby the same way like you know without and so like the idea of like joy shaming someone because they like Catan is like so like anathema to me like you know like as far as right. like going like and by the way that's not what Lyndon is doing i just want oh no, not, not at all yeah. not at all not, 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 i we're, we, we now down. we're just going now we're just going down our path uh, we're, 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 here's another two-hour episode everyone <laughs> i know seriously now we're philosophizing anyway like yes uh but Lyndon, like uh Catan for me uh cards against me if anyone ever says uh like uh what you call it age of steam they're all th- that's an auto in just like the yeah. same way if someone talks like oh like even if they uh, a designer even if it's a designer i don't really if someone goes oh i love uber rosenberg i go like oh there are a lot of you 
you're what you're totally welcome in you know like you know I, yeah. i'm not the biggest uva fan but like you know uh it just shows a certain familiarity with the context yeah and i think that um uh i th- i think that i forgot what i was gonna say actually <laughs> no clock. my mind is alone i was gonna say i was gonna say that i think the the litmus test is a lot stronger for people i know i'll want to play with than than it is stronger for people i know i would maybe not be a good fit for my group i mean you know admittedly with with the game game brain group like we're not often playing what are considered the quote-unquote gateway games like ticket to ride and Catan. you know we're not those are not hitting the table a lot so if like if there were someone who was like really always like pushing for those games every single time there it might not be a match but they might still be because person the other thing is it's that's not taking into consideration at all their personality mm-hmm. you know some people it's like you know a lot of times people being part of a game group is not even about the games that they like it's about just what they contribute socially sure. to the experience and so like who cares if they if they always want to bring you know othello <laughs> or something you know <laughs> exploding kittens Exploding kittens. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not always I'm I'm not gonna always be down to play exploding kittens. That's for sure. But um, if I'm if I'm gonna be brutally honest, I think the the people that I'm if I'm gonna be thinking about who would join a hypothetical game group based solely on the games they're interested in, or not not including anything about their personalities, I am going to for sure gravitate towards people who show an interest in heavier games, economic games, um, less so people. Who, who are into games that are super like really all about like the art, but but the gameplay is not very good. And I'm probably not going to be gravitating towards people who are all about like the ticket to rides. Uh, I mean, I have to be perfectly honest about that. Sure, sure. But I hope I'm not, that I'm was not closed off to them. I hope that was a long winded, unhelpful answer, Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was, it's an interest. It really is an interesting. No. Dilemma. Yeah. It's an interesting question about like you know you, you sometimes do have to be honest about what you want. Like mm-hmm. there are games that like they're perfectly fun games, but I don't necessarily want to play them. And so it is tricky between getting between what you want and what you aspire to be as a host or as as aspire to be as as mm-hmm. a member of a game group that's going to be welcoming. You know, yeah. yeah. And I would say like you know for me like what I normally go on is genre of games. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, like so if. You know, like if they want to play a 14xx game versus a Euro versus a war game, like all that comes into the calculus. Yeah. Um, I like that you just said 14xx. I like the idea of like that. There's oh, like did some, I say that? Oh my God. Some combination of 18xx and 4xx. Yeah, that's right. that exactly. Like, yeah, now, that's if right. you could bring that game, you're in. You're that's in. Right. There you go. That, that was like coffee pocket. <laughs> yeah. But by and large, we're, I, I think, like ultimately, we're, we're down for inclusion. Yeah. That's, that's the most important part. Um, okay. That was a really great question. Um, now we have the C. The C this, asks, yes. This is also a really great question. It's a really, oh. really great question. I know. This is the one that I have the most answers for. So Great. Like, great. You do, because yeah. I, I have the least answers for this. Okay. <laughs> but I love this question. Yeah. Love it. Okay. When I think of economic games, my head first goes to train games like 18xx and Cube Rails and Age of Steam and Splatter, Indonesia, The Great Zimbabwe, Fujian Magnate. What I particularly enjoy about these designs is that their economies are player driven, meaning that the collective decisions of the players determine which particular assets 
slash companies end up being valuable from game to game. But surely there are so many other examples of this style of game outside of the realm of trains slash splatter. So my question for the sommelier is, what medium to heavyweight player-driven economic games would you recommend for someone who loves train games and splatter titles? Paul, do you have some thoughts off the bat? Well, like I said, this is this is very like, you know, this, this is a hard thing because like I after some soul searching, mm. my thought process was, well, if I'm ever going to play an economic game that uh, uh, that is of this ilk, like, you know, that is like basically some element of portfolio management where everyone can invest in one another and that changes demand like I would play an 18xx or a splot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like all these titles are going like oh well how about no that no 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 and like you know ultimately the you know this portfolio management this like kind of like bidding games would have that too but like i feel like i, I can't think of a heavy bidding game I, I think of a medium weight bidding game but like that has such, but like a heavy bidding game is mm-hmm. something that i i i I'm, you know that i don't really have in mind so like you know my my punt is like lowlands you know like because like you know because the dike becomes worth something and then like or the farm becomes something so like it's it's this shift between these two uh what you call it uh two extreme scoring yeah yeah it's like the end game score like what the scoring in the game is gonna be totally dependent on player behavior so like the more yes the more someone buys something the less it's worth generally you know, just because mm-hmm. uh, for the game, and then I'm out. I've I've tapped out. Like you know, <laughs> oh, I, okay, good. I've got a bunch. I've got. I have to say, I love this type of game, and this is something we've been talking about a little bit, just off, off, off the air about sure. ecosystem games. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, we obviously with like hegemony, mm-hmm. hegemony. Uh, we've talked endlessly about, but hegemony is a perfect example of a game where, and it's not out yet, but when it does come out, like. It's like such an it's such a beyond auto recommend for me because it, and in this area it's everything everyone's doing. People there there are certain players who can adjust who, who can sell things to other players and so they will be adjusting their prices based on what the other players' prices are and what other things are going on in the world. So like so that is a whole economic ecosystem that exists purely based off of what the players are are, are doing and how they're interacting, right? Sure. Like, you know, like, uh, there's some automatic, like, like if things are, yeah, but, but yes, uh, absolutely. Depending on if you're playing four players and and stuff like that. Yeah. I think like, I think on the lighter end, but not quite as light as it would seem would be modern art. Modern art is, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's purely a game where value is created by the players Mm -hmm. and um, judged by the players and everything is going to be in flux player actions that is a that is an auction that's an auction bonanza that one yep, absolutely um arkwright arkwright i think is one uh arkwright's a little different because you're not um you're not like paying for things it's not like prices for things that you're buying are changing or in flux but how you are selling things is going to be co- totally in flux based on what other people do i don't know mm-hmm. if that's as strong as an example now that i articulate it like, uh, like, like you know, like there, there was a part of me that was thinking things like Navigador or yeah, uh, uh, Clans of Cal. Exactly, like you know, that like was on you, there too. Yeah, we, we have those markets, and but I go like, is that really what the question is asking? Because I think it like, is. 
okay you know i like it like yeah like because uh, when i think of a, a like like 18xx like there's such a there's such a value in things like stock right because like not only do you buy this uh and you directly increase value in your uh in your portfolio which ultimately helped you in the game but you can also sell them and it sinks value uh mm-hmm. where like you know other people's portfolios are hurt and whereas like you know with the clans or navigador it's usually things of like oh i need a resource here's something that will uh help me out uh to build this barrel of whiskey or whatever but it's not it's like an intermediate as opposed to an end so, so yeah. maybe that, I, I i've overread I, the question i mean i i think the market is i, I mean i think that ultimately the, it's sort of i think the question the way i interpreted it was about really like where are examples of dynamic you know economies mm-hmm. that sure. are established by by the players and not necessarily by the game. And I think that, I think it's actually Navigador does it better than Clans of Caledonia. Like mm-hmm. you really have sure. things going up and down. And so like you want to do certain things, but you want to wait for the price to be right. So you're hoping that someone affects the market in a certain way or you affect the market and then someone else is going to come in and take advantage of it. I, in fact, I wish that Navigador pushed it a little harder and I wish definitely Clans of Caledonia pushed it even harder. Um, uh, but those two games both do a really good job with those sort of, those sort of dynamic markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also uh, Magnate, which everyone knows I'm a big champion of, you know, I think Magnate does this really well with the concept of land value and land sure, and like sure, where sure. you want to build, you know, like you have this big map, but like no, how that map develops is totally dependent on how other players develop and, and what sort of things you develop. It's all going to be impacted by everyone else. And so it's very dynamic in that way. Which is, mm. I think, really and brass. Brass is like literally the the is all about that. Every people in brass, everyone's always it's like I will create a supply of something, or I will create a demand, and then so someone makes a supply to meet that, and then there's oh, also sure. a market that goes up and down too. So so brass does a really good job of it as well. There you go. There you go. See, there are other craft. Wait, craft wagon. Craft wagon. Also, craft wagon is like. Um, did we ever play that, Paul? We have not. It's great. It's really fun. It's like a mini food chain magnate almost uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in certain ways where you're building cars and then you're selling them to customers. And so we're all competing to sell to customers. So there's that thing of like undercutting and you're also you're also establishing by through sort of marketing, you're establishing what sort of cars customers want. So you have a dynamic, a small dynamic economy going on there that that is really good. So I recommend that one a lot. And you can play that one on yukata.de. So that's an online one you can play. Cool. So, yeah, cool. Uh, Good, and question. also, <laughs> actually, and one other one. Uh, this one, uh, it does a pretty good job of it. But as we noted in our review, it does have one sort of fault. But Art Deco actually is hmm. is pretty For dynamic. Sure. The only thing with Art Deco is that that values of things go up but they never go down that mm-hmm. drives me nuts yeah i would say that's a light medium as opposed to medium heavy so yeah. you know but like you you try it on bga yeah try that one on bga it's it's a lot of fun um okay um logan horsford says i'm always interested to hear look backs on games you've reviewed in the past to see if they've held up over time do you have any um do you have any reviews paul that you would like go back and say 
Hmm. Well, uh, like, like, like it's better or worse than it was. Uh, like I, I picked three uh, that we've done. Like, you know, uh, uh, I did a taverns uh, of Tiefenthal, like, you know, like early off and we just played it and it was great. So yeah. thumbs up, <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I don't know if it's changed any of the, as far as there are some more expansions that I've played. And I think that those expansions have like varied and, uh, made the game more, uh, I guess, varied. I don't know mm-hmm. if it has made the game entirely better. I don't think the game needs to be better. Like yeah. basically, if you play it, you play with you know, I play with all the rooms, and then you go, okay, if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, there's no amount of expansion that's going to make you change your mind. And yeah. I think that, and I felt like with the expansions, like it did not make me change my mind uh, about taverns yeah. uh we've been playing carnegie again because the uh the deluxe box you know has has shipped and like uh <laughs> and we've played uh you know when we played carnegie we played it on bga and when we played it live uh with the the luxury box like you know it was quite luxurious and you know for a lot of us it really still holds up it really yeah. it, like there, there are some new rooms that you can uh, offices or what they're called, right? Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I think, you know, I think it still really is an interesting game that you can mm-hmm. have fun with. It's not that hard to to learn. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think the decision spaces wind up causing a certain interaction that is, is, is fresh for most people. Yeah. I uh, I have not gotten to play it in person yet. I'm really excited to. I I you know I I I actually because I, I was interested. I'm I'm very interested to know. I don't know if I don't know if Tom or Trey are going to go revisit it because they were they they had mixed reactions on our mm-hmm. review, and I'd be very interested to see if in person, uh, especially after some tweaks, if their views become more positive or hold the same. That's I'm just like curious about that. Um, but most of my, my most of my reviews, I I've I think I've stayed mostly um, mostly the same on them. I can mm. see Art Deco actually going down, unfortunately. Mm. Sure, because it has sort of gotten into my craw that it, it does mm. bother me a little bit that the markets are not more dynamic in that. Even though it's a very fun game, and Batoku has also gone down, which is funny because it was. <laughs> wasn't such a big fan of Batoku, and so it's just continued to go down but <laughs> down with the bullet. Really didn't yeah. yeah i didn't like Batoku very much so i, I would but. say one that has changed for me and it wasn't my review i believe it was alfred's review is russian railroads mm-hmm. like you know I, I think generally we're all very positive of russian railroads uh but uh alfred has has been playing it a lot and so now it's gotten to the m- mode for him where it's almost like here are the optimal moves here's what you do and like you know and he he play speed you know uh speed railroads in like you know a half hour i think mm. you know a two player and so it become it became a different game you know like when you're mm. when you're kind of figuring out and when you're when you don't opt when you haven't optimized which moves are or what yet you're still figuring it out it it feels one way and when playing with alfred I, it feels another way like you know it feels uh m- you know more like an abstract to me like more like uh, something that is like uh meant as a exercise of excellence as opposed to uh discovery of like you know uh 
of ec- economy, I guess. I, I, I don't know if that, yeah. that means anything. Anyway, but like, so, so that, that, if you're asking, like, has anything changed? That's probably the one that's changed the most for me as far as mm. like, I go, how oh, we used to be very big on this. And now, uh, like, it's one of those games where you forget to play how to play and you play again. And, oh, it's so fresh. But if you play it a lot, it shifts. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, 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 so yeah. Anyway, maybe, for, for us, maybe, yeah. I also wonder about brick and mortar because mm. like I was so high on brick and mortar. Like we had so much fun when we played it. And then, uh, and then it, it was again, not received as, as, as well by, uh, by like Tom and Trey, but also we played it again when we came out, when it finally mm-hmm. arrived, we played it in person with uh, my friends, Larry and, and Chris. I think Chris liked it. Larry was also a little met on it. And so just, you know, sometimes, you know, I still really enjoy the game, but I can definitely feel like my enthusiasm has waned a little bit only because like you play with enough people who have a met experience. It's hard not to, not to be affected by that, you know? Maybe, but like, you know, or is it your Joe versus Volcano that no matter how many people say it's not that great of me, goes, you're wrong. It's a great movie. <laughs> I know. Maybe I, need, <laughs> maybe I just need to like, maybe maybe we need to play the game again with the original people you played with and be like, no, nah, this game's awesome. You know? That's right. Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? Um, okay. okay. The, uh, I, I don't think we're going to get to all these questions, but I, I'm, so I'm, now I'm, I have to like decide which one's to do for the I, I know one that i'm definitely going to end on but um i'm going to do this one because i think this is sort of i like this one um arcadi schwartz says would be happy to hear your opinion on the best six player games but on the more oh. complex side um our go-to in this case is architects of the west kingdom with the expansion and it works pretty well another good option is libertalia on the side of not so good example is dune Although some people in the group like it, it is too long and somewhat aggressive for others. Happy to hear your thoughts on the subject for six-player games. Six-player games. I think there it's an it's an important number because sometimes you have six people and a good six-player game is like is it, really is, is what a, you need. Is a good six-player game better than a than two three-player games? I don't know, but well, I, I mean I, that I, you can I, all be together. Yeah, I I I say yes. Not everyone says yes. You know, uh, for that, uh, I think six is always better. Uh, my my personal f- favorite six, you know, you know that isn't Dune, <laughs> that mm-hmm. isn't in this like you know this like I, I say Dune. I think Imperial play six, uh, like, but those seem like a little more uh, not what you uh, you guys want uh, for what you are describing. I love Quartermaster General. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it's a it's it's it, it is kind of three on three axis versus allies, but uh, the decision space. Although you're you're just basically playing a card or two, a card. You know, it's just very fun. It's mm. very fun forward, and it has great interactions, both in people interactions and card interactions. And there's you know there's there's like a map, so like you're you're trying to do various things. It's it's a real game. It has. It feels, you know, in the same tier space as architects. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if you're okay with uh, that, with with okay with like having a like a, a three versus three on three, I think that would be a great suggestion. To Ben's credit, and finally it's happened. Like you know, 
uh, he's gotten me hooked on Railways of the World. Yes, and and I am loving it. You know, I I so it could definitely play six, and I think that it has the the I won't say bones, but the feel of like uh, Age of Steam, but like it's accessible in the same way that Architect is accessible. Mm-hmm. So I, those would be the two that I would. Well, I have to like you know. Uh, because if Tom hears this episode and and doesn't hear me mention this, he will shoot me. So oh. like, uh, and, and so Ricochet Tribune, Robots Tribune oh. is also <laughs> a a very good six player game in the realm of what you are describing. Not everyone will like it. Like I, Ben, and I are creating a, a like you know a a rebel a rebel Tribune alliance rebellion. That's yeah. right uh, against the you know the uh, the Tribune like hold fasters in our group but like you know but uh but objectively tribune is also a very good game at six yeah and then um i think railways the world is probably i think probably the best i think um key to the well uh, key flower Mm -hmm. plays to six um i've heard that at six it's it's pretty intense a big game i of course uh, am i am fond of key to the city london a wonderful sort of streamlined version of Keyflower that I I think is fantastic, and that plays at six. If you find it, I would recommend buying it. And it's and that by, by the way, it's a game that also plays really well at two. So uh, hmm. I think at any player count, I've had a it, it just works. But it works at six. You have a nice big crowded table, and everyone's auctioning things, and there's a lot of stuff going on. I think it's a it's a wonderful six player game. I think um, Medici at six is mm. fantastic. I think that's actually probably it's, for me. I think it's the best uh, version of it is at a full six players. Um, very accessible game, very fun game. Um, uh, lots of lots of good table talk when you play it. Um, lots of interesting decisions. It uh, that's a game that my boyfriend will play, and ah. he is not he's not a big board gamer. But that one he enjoyed, so that gets the Dom seal of approval at the very least. And Viticulture, Viticulture, mm-hmm. I think. Do you have to have the Tuscany expansion for it to go up to six? I don't remember. But Viticulture at six, that's a big fun game. Viticulture is one of the one of the pillars of my collection. I haven't played it in forever because so many people wanted to play it all the time that I sort of got burnt out on it. But Viticulture at six, you know, it's a longer game, but it's it's still it works. It's really fun. And my last suggestion is uh, it's Thunder Alley, uh, <laughs> not related to Kirsty, but um, it's like a NASCAR themed game. But it's not; it's like not NASCAR licensed. But it's basically yeah, you're you're playing a, a team of cars, and it's card play. It's it's kind of chaotic, but uh, it feels like a race. It feels like a car race. You know, uh, a lot of stuff going on with it but it's very fun um and i recommend playing that one in person because i've tried i did play that one on tts once and it was a nightmare so don't do it on tts uh, on your thunder alley not related to christy alley you know what would you think of if you met a kid named thunder what would you think of their parents would you think they're really cool were they like what would it say to you mm. about that well i don't want to offend anyone anyone in our audience who may have a child named thunder but i would um Gosh, I don't know. 
I I can't tell. I, I feel like I could go either like I would just roll my eyes so hard or I would be like, that is so cool. I can't tell. It's going to be one or the other, but it will not be in the middle. <laughs> what do you think? It, it's one of the, I, I'm in the same boat. I go like, oh, it really would. It, it, it would really be interesting because I because you say thunder. I go like, oh, that might be a great name for a character. Like, yeah. You know, you know, thunder. but like it, but I would get mad. I think I get mad at the parents because I feel like the parents would think it's so cool. They would be like so self-satisfied that they named their mm-hmm. kid Thunder. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? We name our kid Thunder. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Final question. And the most important question, the best question, I would actually argue, of the entire episode. Um, this question was sent in by Brandon Conrad. Conrad? Conrad. <laughs> F, F, marry or kill. Okay. Shag, marry or kill. Barrage, 18XX or Avalon. Paul? Well, I, I, if you know me, you know I'm, I'm already married to Avalon. So that, that's, that, that is the, that, that's the no-brainer. Like, you know, because, you know, you want to, you want to be with someone who, is always surprising, mm. you know, and, and you know, and always gives you the good feel. And even when even the bad times feel like good times, you know. So the, so Mary Avalon, like you know, and here's where like I I surprised myself when I thought about the answer. I would actually kill Barrage. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and the reason why it has nothing to do with Barrage, but like you know. But I think I just enjoy flirting with 18xx more, oh. you know, like, because like you know, it, it's one of those things where like you can love something and then go like I'm gonna go with this thing that isn't as good as you because of my damage, <laughs> 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 and I go like and I go like oh you know 18xx has such variety, and even though almost aside from uh, 48, I'm there's always a part of me that I go like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. It's always pushing me for to be, you know, a better player. Like there's some aspect about that that is like not in my comfort zone. And sometimes it, you, you can even say like, you know, sometimes you want to feel uncomfortable in a form of relationship. You yeah. know, like like complete comfort is not always what you want. And I think 18xx just gives me enough flirt that you know like you know I, I i i will kill something that i like a lot in order to continue with something that's not an unhealthy relationship well it may it may even be an unhealthy relationship or like, an unhealthy you know, evening yeah i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying this is the best me i'm saying that this is the me that is <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, sometimes we just have to come to hard truths on this podcast like I did earlier when I realized, despite everything, I ultimately, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not looking to play. I have play lots of ticket to ride. It's hard truths, you know, and you just found a hard truth about yourself. Yeah. No, no, there you go. There you go. How about you? Um, I think I'm my 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 truth is not that hard. I would obviously kill Avalon. That's an easy kill. Easy kill easy just like push it right off the cliff and i marry 18xx like of course i marry 18xx because there's so much to discover in 18xx and there's so many different each game has so much to discover 
And then but as a genre, as a whole, there's so much and there's so many, there's, it's always like reinventing itself and there's always new versions. There's always new things and it's exciting. And so you need a lifetime together. Whereas Barrage, Barrage for a moment is wonderful like for a moment. <laughs> Some people wait a lifetime for an XX like this. Okay. <laughs> now, Barrage is wonderful. I think it's probably one of the very best games to come out in the past five years, if not the best. I'll, I'll be honest. If if not the best, but um, uh, it's uh, it's a one night stand. I think. I think it's a one night stand in the context of my lifelong 18xx you know relationship that i'm gonna have mm-hmm. that will be continuing to evolve i mean barrage will be one amazing intimate well, well, is, is it- <laughs> lovely <laughs> lovely evening of of sensuality <laughs> uh, but, 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 but is it like this is it like you know i will always cherish this moment barrage but you're just too good for me. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a moment like, wow, I can't believe that for one night that was my life. That's what barrage is. It's more like a strangers in the strangers in the in the in the mists. <laughs> yes, not gorillas, the strangers in the mists. <laughs> strangers, you're in the mists and you come across barrage and you have an amazing night. And then you go on to your your merry way back to exploring trains and such, you know, there for you one go. moment there you're go. in dams, but then you're back to trains, you know, there you go. There you go. You, it got was like all you had out. an, you had an and, and now you're back to or and makes the or mean more than it did before. That is not bad. Ben. Well done. That, that's some wordplay there. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Stephen Sondheim. I did that's not make right. that up. Oh. Um, so <laughs> So that was a lot of games, Somalia, and there were still some other questions I would have liked to have answered. But, uh, but please send but, more. Please send more. Please send more. Yeah, go to. You can leave them on on our Discord channel. You should join it first and foremost because there's a lot of interesting conversation there all the time. But there is a there's a, a the, the Discord server has a channel dedicated towards game Somalia questions. Um, you can always leave questions on our Facebook group, tweet us, whatever you want, whatever. Whatever, however you decide to do it, just uh, and get, if, get here any any way you can. That's right. Oh, and and ca- we we are we are very open to carrier pigeon, so like you know, so just, just yeah. send, uh, that would be really cool. Actually, you you'll also, get a shout out if you say yeah. carrier pigeon. And if you think we're full of it, by the way, because we probably are. Okay, we're probably just so incredibly full of it. Tell us that too, and and right. say like, no, you're actually wrong about this, and here's why, because we love that, especially Paul. Paul loves hate mail. Okay, so send all your hate mail to Paul and uh, he'll feel very fulfilled by it. Okay, and, and I, what I also hate is like when people give me donations. So, so <laughs> you know what he hates? Me over, he hit me on five dollars. He hates when people confess to hitting his car with their car. Okay, he hates that. That's so, right. absolutely don't do that whatsoever. He hates that. The person who hit my car or and stole my car, don't ever tell me who you are. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> he would hate for that to happen. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson, Tom Donnelly, Trey Alsop, and Ben Mandel Kerr. Special thanks to Daedalus for our incredible music. More on Daedalus on at GameBrainPod.com. And thanks to Edamar Peleg for our incredible graphics. Be sure to check him out on Instagram at, at Kerr Buloni or on his website, KerrBuloni.com. 
You can reach us by email at contact at gamebrainpod.com or on Twitter at gamebrain underscore pod. Thanks for listening and go play some games with friends or make some friends with games. Well done. Good landing. Thank you.